And we're going. Hello, everybody. Hi. Welcome. Welcome back to OCD, OCD in the, <laughs> the OC. OC. Oh, yeah. We are cool. Cool, cool. Uh-oh. So, um, right now, uh, my poor cousin Emily doesn't realize that phones still work even if the screen's gone black. It makes me nervous. I know. it. it I'm going to be honest. It makes me nervous, too. But considering <laughs> the times you've, considering the t mm -hmm. the two times you just were tapping the screen and, and then it untapped, happened. the time still kept on going oh, up. Oh yes, which but, but that's just it turning black. It's not turning all the way off, you know. So uh, that's that's so okay. I better safe than sorry, right, folks? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, welcome back to an episode of This Is Emily and My Cousin. Yeah, yeah. We, Sam. We, Sam. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah, Sam. Sorry, I forgot the the rule of the rule of uh, podcasting. You always say you always say your name at least three times, but you have to put it in naturally. Oh yeah. That, that's and a so Dennis Prager saying, thing so or something. I just say Emily, and I uh, <laughs> Emily. And this is Subtle Sam. Emily. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Sam. See, <laughs> thank you, my cousin Samuel. <laughs> Very. <laughs> who I often call just Sam. <laughs> Okay, so um, that that was so, so was smooth. Your... I feel like butter. Yeah. <laughs> so how was your week since last week? My my week was really good. I got you know you do work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got some good cleaning in. That was mm -hmm. nice. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, I that that was kind of one one of the things I've noticed about the current situation where you're thinking like, oh my gosh, it's super spring cleaning chance, mm -hmm. and then you realize, nope. I'm just a slob anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That hey. was you think I saw a meme. It was like you when you think you just never have time to clean and then the quarantine happens and you realize that wasn't the problem. <laughs> it wasn't the time. It was just it was you. That's true. Mm -hmm. Isn't that always the case? Oh, yeah. Emily, it really is you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's always the case. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, okay. So, Emily... Um, I hear I I I before we were uh, on air, um, mm. you were you were a little nervous about what question I was going to ask. Yes, I have no idea what question. It's Sam's turn to ask me a question. And let me tell you, folks, Sam and I, when it comes to questions or topics, we have different ways of thinking. Sometimes, not always. Not but always. I get nervous. Um, so I I've been Take really just I, I've just really been uh, riding her along the poor mm -hmm. thing. So uh, now I'm actually going to finally uh, go for it. So, Emily, <laughs> mm -hmm. tomorrow is Memorial Day. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and when everyone's hearing this on Monday, because mm -hmm. all, all the one viewer we had uh, <laughs> all last the millions week, of views. Um, yes. Yes. We'll, hope, we'll maybe be listening tomorrow, or at least it'll, so it's our mm -hmm. Memorial Day uh, podcast. Yeah. And I figured a Memorial Day question is appropriate. Oh no! <laughs> so, uh, so uh, getting into a little bit of a backstory for us, uh -huh. uh, Emily's father was a paramedic, mm -hmm. a firefighter, an Orthodox Christian deacon, right, and a devil doc, which means a marine medic, mm -hmm. which is pretty badass. Yep. So he's a he wore a lot of hats. Yes. Uh, what's, how, how do you feel about your, uh, how did you feel about your, uh, father's, 
uh, service in the military. And mm. can you tell us, uh, can you tell us a little mm. bit of your perspective from that? Oh, okay, that wasn't a bad question, Sam. I was, I was worried. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, for me, like, I think I often think about my dad and. It's almost like, it's not just, I don't just think about the military or the firefighting. I think about his whole life as a whole, as just being like a whole life of service. Whatever he was doing, it all was like similar to us, you know, especially for those who don't know. He passed away when I was eight years old. Sam was, what, two? Uh, I was two. Yeah, so um, so we, were, we, we saw this from a very, very young perspective. Sam, you know, just barely probably remember the tail end of it literally that but, yeah that's yeah. actually a running fam a running family joke yeah uh, my uh, second earliest memory was his wake yes he said i have a memory of your dad it was at his wake but <laughs> i'm we're not gonna <laughs> anyways um so so i'm always like honored and it's weird because now being my age now i'm thinking like oh yeah my dad did those things he was in the, he was he was a doc. He was in the Navy. Um, I remember when he would go away for like a month or two sometimes and he'd come back and I just remember either he'd have like the outfit on or and I didn't know like a lot about it. I just knew he was kind of like this hero and it was kind of like a mystery to me and he'd be sitting in the front seat and I'd like rub the top of his head because it'd be like newly buzzed from, you know, they have to like buzz their hair and stuff. I was sort of thinking like, wow, he's such a he's such a hero, even at that age, even though I didn't really know what was happening. And um, yeah, and he even even with Memorial Day, I do think just naturally, I don't just think of like the military and the Navy. I think of anyone who kind of puts their lives on the line. So policemen, firemen, you know, paramedics, and my dad pretty much did all those things besides policemen. And um, yeah. Uh, wasn't he the medic for the sheriff's group too? I believe so. It's it's funny because even as his daughter, I like lose track of everything. You know, he was also a truck driver and like, all you know, he was up uh, uh, like a youth leader and all this stuff. Um, but but yeah, so I I'm always like when I remember, it, I'm honored. And actually, what's really neat is I think it was three years ago, three. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was 2017, exactly. Um, my brother, sister, and or my brother, mother, and I went to Indiana. What to city? Portage, Indiana. And they actually, for their Memorial Day parade, had us as the Grand Marshals, and um, we rode on a, a fire truck on the ladder on top of it, and we were the Grand Marshals of the parade because it was all in honor of my dad. And so the whole town came out, people that, because this is in Indiana, we, we only, I only lived there until I was about 11 years old, and then I've lived here the rest of my life in California. So it was very, like, neat going back to our roots, seeing people who knew him from my childhood that I knew, you know, my friends like Caitlin and, like, old neighbors and stuff. So, and it was really neat um, just seeing the whole town come out for Memorial Day Parade. And there's veterans also in the, you know, in the parade and everything. And my dad, um, what, 25 years later, or no, 24 years, no. It was 21 1996, years. right? Yeah, so, so I think it was 21 years later, technically, in 
uh, in 2017. So 21 years later, seeing these people like um, come out and wave and uh, celebrate his life was just like mind blowing. And then, um, or I guess the accident was 1996, and, the, and, the and he passed away. Passing. Oh yeah, so. So right uh, about 20 years. So I, I'll, we'll give a quick backstory. Mm -hmm. um, uh, his his passing uh, was from an accident at well when he was be, uh, as a paramedic. Mm -hmm. um, his the ambulance crashed, and while he was uh, taking care of a patient, uh, the crash uh, knocked him against a tree. Uh, it wasn't. He was. Wasn't it the oxygen? Well, the the. Tr the ambulance crashed into a tree, and then mm -hmm. he cra he was slammed into an oxygen tank, I believe, mm -hmm. and it uh, paralyzed him from the neck down. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, uh, he put so on a heroic s struggle for many months, and about eventually, seven months, yeah, yeah, and eventually succumbed to his injuries. May to October. May it was just just May, right? No, no, no. Sorry, October to May. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, actually, this, the 28th, I think, of May is the memorial. So it'll, this year it'll be 24 years. I, I, I might be getting my facts wrong, but like I said, even as his own daughter, I, I get confused with, like, dates and stuff because I was so young and there's so much to remember, and I try to remember every single thing about it. But, yeah, so he, he, he was a hero, like... It's easy to just say he was a hero, but like Sam knows from, from India and to California and, and beyond, people knew him and he was um, a great many things that, you know, do you want to add to that? Yeah, tell you, do you, do you, uh, do you know, do you know the, how he got um, the medal for, uh, for his work with the military in terms of uh, dealing with drug plants? Not really. <laughs> okay. You uh, know what? One of these, uh, it'd be fun, or it'd be neat, one of these, um, do you, I mean, do you know? I do, actually. At least somewhat. To, I, I, do you need I, to interview, like, my mom and your mom or something about we, more of the details I, I, I will, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. So, just, I'll give the basics on this, and mm -hmm. I'm sure both our moms will be able to uh, fill in the details and maybe... Correct Smooth, some of correct. our, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, Uncle Lane, uh, he was working working with groups dealing with uh, where they were removing drug plants, mm -hmm. and he he took he made sure to take. Um, it, it was a really it was it, they were kind of in a mountainous area at the time, and he made sure to take. Uh, extra IV bags mm -hmm. because of the potential for overheating. Oh, yes, I do know that story. Yeah, but... And, and uh, because of that forth foresight, uh, even though it was already a ton of extra weight on a really hot day, mm -hmm. when, when a young man actually uh, had heat stroke, mm -hmm. uh, they were able to... Uh, un uncle, uh, our uncle Lane was able to. My uh, father. <laughs> he was able to hike. This is in California too, right? Possibly. I'm pretty sure it was in California. Wow, that, that's a that's a part of. The, mm -hmm. See, this is this is one of the fun 
things about going over over these uh, my uncle slash her legends. <laughs> yeah, the the true legend. There's yeah. a there's a medal mm -hmm. to prove this happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. And he he uh, hiked the mountain. I think they sent him to the wrong mountain, so he had to go down and then go back up another mountain <laughs> and booking it as fast as he could in horrid heat with a ton of with mm -hmm. really heavy equipment on mm -hmm. and was able to get the young man the needed medical attention and uh, and without medical attention it it very easily could have cost him his life mm -hmm. um, and on top of that uh, it's potential they may have been able to call in a medevac mm -hmm. uh, that could have that may have been an option but because but uh, because he acted and had the foresight and mm -hmm. the power uh, they saved that resource for somebody else who may have needed it mm -hmm. and and admittedly, also, uh, saved, uh, at a more practical level, saved taxpayers quite a bit of money because mm -hmm. uh, one, one guy with IV bags is a lot more efficient than mm -hmm. sending in a helicopter and then getting dashing a guy right. to the hospital. And that's the thing is they, I don't think they knew if they could, what they could, if they could do it. So he, he took it upon himself to say, no, I'm going to make this happen, you know, which is, yeah, that's awesome. I know, I, I always forget the details of that story, but I always remember, I remember when it happened, I think, like, it was very, um, see, uh, and, like, for me, it's everything's from the perspective of his being his daughter, you know, not necessarily hearing stories later, but just remembering memories that actually happened, but, um, yeah, there's, there's so many things like that that he did, too, you know, saving people in the back of the ambulance, um, he was working on a patient when he was in, in the accident, you know. Yeah. So like that, and that was like the good and bad thing about being part of his family is he was always ready to sacrifice himself if it needed to happen, you know. So it was like, that's, but that's the thing. That's the that's the epitome of a true hero is like someone willing to sacrifice themselves for another person. We, our family sometimes was joking about how. Mm -hmm. Um, after I mean, and the joke is that it's not a joke. Um, yeah. After after nine eleven, if he mm -hmm. was still if oh, he was yeah. still in this world, he would have taken the next flight mm -hmm. to New York. If there wasn't a flight, he would have taken a train or drove yeah, or driven, driven there. there. Yep. And and said, okay, what do I need to do? Yeah. If uh, with with the uh, with Desert Surge uh, and the Iraq War. Mm -hmm. um, I could totally see him being yeah. like, all right, send me out. Oh, yeah. Um, with, with, uh, heck, with this COVID. The COVID, I know. COVID see, thing. I'm like, and he'd things. be in his, he'd be in his, uh, what, late 50s now? Mm-hmm. Uh, early 60s. Early 60s. There yeah. you go. Oh, right. He's, uh, yeah, he's the older <laughs> brother of my mom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he would have been like, okay, where's the epicenter? Let's go. Yeah, yeah. He'd been, yeah, oh yeah, he would have been on the front lines. He would be on, basically be a volunteer to be on the front lines of anything. My mom said um, they were like on a couples retreat one, one year and there was this huge like tornado warning and like they were I think in the middle of like a forest or something and they all had to like hunker down in like a basement, you know, 
and they're like, maybe we should have one or two men go stand out and um, kind of be on watch, you know, out on top, and everyone else will hunker down or whatever. And my mom was like, she knew he would be the one to volunteer to do it. And she was like almost annoyed with him, like, but I want you with me. And he, of course, he's going to go do, you know, stand up there <laughs> and be the one to be like, I'm go- I'll wait and see if there's a tornado coming, you know, and then warn the others. Like, there's just no talking him out of that stuff. So, <laughs> uh, so that's just like an instance, even in his personal life, you know. But um, yeah, so I'm always proud around like Memorial Day or you know any of those things, any of those times. And um, but yeah, to us growing up, especially to like Sam and stuff, you know, like you said, um, we actually had in February we got together around his birthday, our families, and had a day where we just remembered him and told stories and Sam made a good point and was like it's kind of like just knowing of this like legends you know but like having him in our lives he's our he's our he's out my dad he's your uncle and um and he's like this legend that like lived on this earth and talk about big shoes to fill and like you know wanting to be like somebody and and ad- admiring somebody you know he's the epitome of that and so He's definitely one of the reasons people celebrate right, Memorial Day and things like that, you know, because of people like him. And those are the people we should be remembering. And uh, I, I just want to say when we, uh, when we post this episode wherever, uh, we're, we're working on getting a Facebook page and whatnot. And we'll, we'll probably have that. We'll, we'll have that at about episode six just so we'll have a little bit of yeah. an archive to work with. Yep. But uh, we would we would love to hear your hero stories. Yes, the heroes in your amazing. life um, who uh, and uh, for memorial, especially for this one, those who have passed. Mm-hmm. Um, but doesn't ha- I mean doesn't have to be. But uh, for for this for mm-hmm. this particular holiday, that's yeah. the focus. Um, and if you don't know someone personal personally, you know because. I feel like everyone does know a hero, but even if you don't, like who who do you think of as a hero, even that you don't know or would like to meet, or um, who's like big, or who's like big in your life that you just think is admirable that should be remembered around this time? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was um, this this week I had watched uh, or last last week this I I watched a a short Prager University video um. Uh, titled "Remember Me," mm-hmm. and it was voiced by uh, by a retired Navy SEAL, uh-huh. and it was just about. No. It was just go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I weaved <laughs> the, tears, the tears. The tears. I just used my hand as tears. Like, oh no. Guess yeah, it was. Else. It was. It was just about how all the walks of life, mm-hmm. and just going through our whole country's history, of all yeah. the battles we fought, and how we've we've lost good men and women mm-hmm. in those battles mm-hmm. and and heck um heck uh, even and even uh, some other sacrifices at at the home front where sometimes they weren't weren't uh lethal but mm-hmm. uh i a, a good example i work for boeing mm-hmm. and the rosie the riveters mm-hmm where you have that's what I thought of too. <laughs> you have these women <clears throat> who stepped up mm-hmm. and 
who stepped up and and worked. And the reason I'm bringing them up too is is admittedly sometimes that work. And I, I'm, I'm not <coughs> saying any specific cases, mm-hmm. I, but sometimes work both for men and women mm-hmm. to support people on the front lines mm-hmm. could also be very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we we still get those. If you or a loved one was affected by mesothelioma, yeah. please call 555-555-5. Extension 555. No. The, by the way, 555 is always a fake number. Yeah, so exactly. That, that's, that's why I picked mm-hmm. that. <laughs> you know what? I Randomly, I heard that there is a 555 number. Just those people kind of live with knowing that. Like, I heard there is actually people who have a number 555. Isn't that Wait, crazy? Wh- what? <laughs> we got to look that up. I don't know if I'm wrong, but I heard there actually is 555 numbers, and they're just like, you know, people who get those numbers are just used to it. Like, it's just part of it. <laughs> I don't like, know. We'll have to look that up for next season, or next episode on OCD. D and the OC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, and, and it's true, and even... Um, and it, it all brings me to think, like, how can you kind of be a hero or, like, because, like, people who are willing to sacrifice themselves, that is kind of, to me, that's, like, what true love is. That's what true life is about, is um, whether it's for your family or for a stranger or for the country, you know, it's, like, to, to put yourself out there to make things better in this world. That's, like, what life is about, and that's kind of what we're called to do in a way. Yeah. And so it always makes me think, like you said, like the Rosie the Riveters and the pe- the women who nowadays, or and men who nowadays are making masks, you know, for the yeah. people in the hospitals or for the the people who are oh, randomly d- bringing like you know nurses and doctors lunch. Like, how what can we do? It might not be going saving some guy with an IV bag on the on a mountaintop, but it might be, hey, what can I do to make the world better around me? And that's really like. That's all we can. That's all we can really do in this world is try to make things better around us. And that's a win. Mm-hmm. If you can make your heck, just making yourself a little bit mm-hmm. better, a little yeah. bit kinder, a little bit more merciful. Mm-hmm. That's a win. And and, and and not just like, oh, just with my spouse or something, but like in in every aspect, you know, try to. That's how I look at it. It's like my dad didn't just stop at the family and say like this is my priority. He everybody was his priority. The whole church. The, Who is my the neighbor? Country. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so that's what I feel like. That's what it. That's what it's always resonated with me too. Having my dad has always made me want to just be a better person. And I'm like, well, I'm not gonna go join the SWAT team, you know. But like, what can I do? That's my version of that. And that's. And I just like to, okay, gonna brag on Emily a little bit. Uh-huh. Her version of that has uh-huh. been in teaching mm-hmm. and shaping young minds. And is, is, does your, does your, does the group you teach, is there any specific focus with what you do? Well, it's mostly, we do, it's mostly for kids. It's like a program where it's for kids who, don't get to go home right after school and stuff. So we'll do we'll do like science and art projects and stuff. But a lot of times we're just with them and playing with them and coming up with activities for them. And it's yeah, it's and during the summer we do more like teaching and stuff like that. But I absolutely love it. I feel like I got that from my dad. If anything, just this love of 
people and wanting to be around people and for me you know kids they bring me joy and I really miss them right now so much (laughs) but um and just to brag about my cousin Sam here (laughs) he's always been the one who people are like especially Grandy (laughs) my dad's mom Sam's always been the one of service who's always making sure people are okay especially in the family you know Grandy he's he, Sam's like taking it as his own duty to take care of her and to take care of the family. It's an honor. Yeah. It's an honor I don't live up to, you, but it's no, an honor. No, 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 you do though. And you're doing, it, well, it's good you're not like, I'm the best. You're, you're <laughs> humble. He's a humble guy. But, but he, you, you have that natural instinct to take care of your family and, and those people around you, you know. And I'll admit, for me, um, I'm also not joining the SWAT uh, (laughs) or a firefighter. I have cousins who are police officers and uh, and cousins who are firefighters, doctors. Mm -hmm. It's uh, I have a brother-in-law who's a lawyer. I've got plenty of plenty (laughs) plenty of heroes around. Plenty (laughs) of very impressive heroic people around me, and they inspire me and uh, I'm I'm reminded of an important thing. Uh, there are there are three kinds of people mm-hmm. on the side of good. Mm-hmm. There are the there are the fighters, mm-hmm. and those are the people on the front lines. Those are the uh, the Frank Gilberts, Uncle mm-hmm. Lanes, Emily's dads yeah. of the world. <laughs> yep. Those ints that seemingly end up in all the action. <laughs> yes, the, it's just like what. It, oh, it, it's the, the the action hero. Okay, mm-hmm. sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. Just as important, <laughs> those who support the heroes, mm-hmm. those who support the fighters, are just as important. Mm-hmm. And then there's the third category, and uh, every one of us finds ourselves in this category sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's the people on the sidelines who aren't sure what to do, or mm-hmm. don't have the time to do something, or whatever. And it's really important to make sure to. It's really ma- important to make sure that you are a fighter or a supporter of the fighters. Mm-hmm. And the fight, there's there are plenty of fights. I'm not recommending getting involved with every one mm-hmm. of them. There's helping helping uh, people who are homeless. There's uh, supporting underprivileged communities. There's literally fighting the bad guys who are trying to hurt us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Even just like donating time or money, you know, to yeah. charities or whatever. They're exactly they're the the people who are boxing the goods and delivering it mm-hmm. uh, to grandma who can't go out right now because of yeah. this are just as important as the people who are donating the goods and the money so they can get so people can have something to deliver. Mm-hmm. Both are needed. And that's the hard that's the hard thing for me is it's like I would guess the majority of people are in that third category of they don't know what to do or they're not really thinking about it or whatever. And it's kind of like that don't be lukewarm thing, you know, where you either you're either doing action or you're putting some sort of time even if it's not that hard, you're tithing or you're donating money or you're praying, you know, nonstop. But it's easy to be that person who's like, I'll just sit in my my own home and 
you know, sit back and let the world happen around me without doing anything. And, and that's and what I wrestle, you know, with myself. I want to do more, you know. And an important thing you just said, you mentioned praying. Mm-hmm. I, I know thoughts and prayers have gotten a bad rap. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say no, no action mm-hmm. starts in and of itself. It starts with thoughts and prayers. Mm-hmm. That's where that's where the life-saving action starts. That's where character is developed. So then that way it can it is tested and proven to proven victorious in the time of in the time of need. So never ever discount thoughts and prayers. Mm-hmm. It keeps this world running. Yeah, any I think anyone who doesn't like that saying doesn't understand that saying, obviously, you know. Yes. Um because if you knew the truth about what we believe is prayer and the strength of prayer and the power of prayer, you wouldn't be saying that. You'd be like, please pray for me. You know, if you understood the, the, the um, reality of prayer, it's very powerful in and of itself. And um, there's this story I heard. I'm going to butcher it. Okay, I'm sorry if you know this story. But, and it's, it's like a, anyways, these, these tribes, or these groups of people crossing a river, you know? Okay. And first, like, these people help, you know, this old lady across the river, and she sits there and just prays for everyone to get across this crazy river. And then the next person comes and prays with her and all this stuff. And someone goes, and, and they're doing their roles, being the prayers. And this guy's like, I can't pray like these women. What do I do? And he goes in the river and helps people across it. And like both those acts are equally important, you know. So it's showing like that the per- the guy with the muscles, you know, helping people cross over, the old lady praying, like that's what's making it happen equally, you Ex- know. And you got to and you got to figure out for yourself what, um, where do you fit into it? Are you the prayer person, the person who prays? Are you the person who you know? goes around and comforts people are you the one who gets in there and gets everyone across you know and everyone has their role and like what's your role you know and that's what i think about a lot but what were you gonna say the prayer and the and the answer yeah and like and that was that was a great story i that that's a that's a perfect that's yeah that's a great illustration of that where because because they were praying Mm -hmm. they inspired Mm-hmm. They got this man thinking, oh man, I can't, I'm not going to be able to pray. I, I'm not going to be able to I pray. I just can't think like that. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, not there. I'm not that same oh, way. wait. Well, okay. I better, I, I better at least help people across, which is exactly what the women needed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's like, it, it's, and it, the, and especially, so it shows you that prayer is powerful, but also it shows you that if you're a Christian and maybe you struggle with just being a prayer, a prayer person who prays, I mean, sometimes maybe you're not that great at praying and sometimes you can put your efforts into, you know, tithing to your church or, you know, bringing food to the homeless or something if you're not, and, and everyone has their own um, talents that you yeah. know, we believe God gives you and so it's kind of figuring out what you 
and do best. Because St. Paul even says, not all our eyes, not all our ears, not yeah. all our hands. Yeah. It, it's, it's okay. It's okay to it's it's okay to look at somebody who was really good at being hands, mm -hmm. and sometimes that's like, yep, I need to be hands too, and mm -hmm. sometimes it's, no, I got to be the best eyes I can be, yeah. or I gotta speak eloquently, or yeah. I have to hear, I have to hear this person who needs mm -hmm. his or her story told, right? Yeah, or all I can do is hug this person and be there for them you know or there's so many different roles and and it's easy to and that's I think in a way there's a lot that's wrong with this world is we expect people to do what we think that we would do in that situation but we got to remember like people everyone brings their own gifts to the table you know not everyone's going to go make masks for all the doctors and stuff but then there's going to you know so my dad was definitely one of those people who's like, let's see what I can do. How do I fit in this world to make it better, you know? And um, and then just decided to check every box, because yeah, why exactly. not? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Put us to shame. <laughs> no. Um, Put us to action. Yeah. But really, it, it is inspiring, because I a lot growing up, I would just be like, I want to be like him, and there's no way, you know? But then, but then you realize, like, hey, in your own group, you can be that person that's like him. You know, you can, I don't know if I'm making sense, but no, I, I, get it. It, I feel it, inspired in all walks of life um, because of him, whether it's at work with the kids or at church, you know, and believe me, I fall short, but it's, it's always there as this goal to be more like him because he, to me, he's the epitome of like a loving Christian, full of life person, you know? It, that there, I feel, I know there's going to be, if, if, if of Lives of the Saints scholar hears this and he's going to be like, oh, it's Saint so-and-so, gosh, Sam. <laughs> but I, I, I remember there was a saint who he, who in his humility had a prayer like, look, or who, who prayed just to be like the saints. Mm -hmm. He was like, I'm not even ready to be like Christ right now, but if I can just be like, like the people mm -hmm. who are like Christ, then maybe that's enough. Yeah. Well getting into this Christian side of things, that's what I think about a lot is, did you hear Deacon Tom's? I did. It was like, find your truth, you know, and um, find what you, what, what drives you, you know, and it should hopefully be God, you know, and it's, it's like. the base truth, like what's yeah. the, what are, it, which it, it reminded me of um, the classic, I think therefore I am, which is yeah. a very, that's one of the most basic truths that you can't actually mm -hmm. that it it's completely and utterly factual yeah um, it's just i exist and through, yeah i i i know i exist mm -hmm. i i'm pretty i'm i'm pretty sure it's mm -hmm. i exist as i am in in my living room talking with my cousin right now uh-huh uh, Technically, via philosophy, I can't be a hundred percent sure of that. I uh -huh. could be in this weird dream. <laughs> yeah. But. But it's important to have. To be able to grasp on the basics, mm -hmm. the basic truths, and then, when you have a strong foundation, that's true. Mm -hmm. You can build from that. Mm -hmm. So, well, I, thank you, Deacon Tom. That was yeah. A, well, and to me, it was like 
sometimes, obviously, we don't understand the big picture, and we don't, we can't just go like, oh yeah, I believe in God, that's so easy. Sometimes you have to think, hey, I believe in what my dad stood for, and I know I want to see him again. And sometimes you just, to love, to love another person is to see the face of God. If you know, if you know that, uh, that reference, put it in the comments. But that's so true, right? To love another person is to see the face of God. Sometimes we don't just see the face of God. Sometimes we have to see it in other people, in examples, in the saints. Like you said, like sometimes we're not ready to just be like, I want to, I can, I'm going to aim to be exactly like Jesus because that's a lot, you know. Sometimes it's, I want to be more like my dad because I know he was doing something right, <laughs> you know. I want to be more like my, you know, my mom, you know, or whatever. Your mom, heck, your mom, amazing woman herself, uh, taking care of taking care of three children, after, after her, after her husband passes away from horrific circumstances, mm -hmm. just and death is horrible. It's mm -hmm. just, I, 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 there's yes, there's a difference between. There's 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 a difference in how hard it, it might hit you, mm -hmm. whether it's ninety year old grandma versus versus thirty nine yeah. year old dad uh -huh. versus two year old infant or whatever, right? Or two year old toddler. toddler. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah but I know what you mean. Death is inevitable. <laughs> de well, death is the enemy, mm -hmm. and thank. And thankfully, God has, God has taken the enemy's power and worked it against it, mm -hmm. and turned it from this horrible end into this triumphant beginning. Mm -hmm. And so, beautifully said, Sam. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that was good. So, uh, on this Memorial Day, we again want to thank all service folk who. Mm -hmm have passed and I I want you all to I want y'all to have a really good time tomorrow and know that it's because of the soldier mm -hmm. that you're able to do that mm -hmm. and I want to thank all those active people who are serving currently um, and their families you know who who know their loved ones are being going out and being put on the front lines of you know whether it's war or at the hospitals or anything you know the families like you said there's people that support the heroes and then there's the heroes and to me those are you're all heroes you know even the that, people who support that's the secret <laughs> yeah yeah and um and 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 I and I encourage Sam and me and all of you guys to Think about, like Sam said, think about who's the hero in your life that you know or who passed away and you knew or who you'd love to meet or read about. And also, for me, I want to think more about and want to reflect more about on what I can do in my life to live up, to, to live as much up to being someone like my dad as possible or to not be the person on the sidelines who doesn't know what to do, but someone who can find my role in my world, in my little corner of the world, and try to make it a better place. So, 
this I, is a good time to do that on Memorial Day to reflect on those things, huh? I, I agree. Yeah. I think it's a good time to sign out. Yeah. This is Sam and 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 Emily and we had a um we will be back next Monday and thank you for listening. Um, I feel like we could have a part two of this easily. We, we very <laughs> we could, well we could. We could easily go on probably maybe there, another hour or this, two easily. Uh, yeah. This, this is one of those like, hey, do you want to talk about this for six hours? Yeah. Sure. Easy. easy. You know, like we barely like, that's the thing, especially with my dad or these stories. It's, it's overwhelming because you can only really get the tip of the iceberg. You know, sometimes I get overwhelmed to tell a new person about my dad because I'm like, It'll take hours to even, like, you know, I don't know. Well, I, I have some good news. Mm-hmm. You now have a recording yep. of, a, exactly. of a little bit yeah, of the stories. So we could always point people to this, yeah. And thanks for helping me talk about it because I know you have a very unique perspective. But anyways, we will sign out. We're going over our time. Um, this is Sam and Emily for OCD in, in the, the OC. OC. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bye. See ya.